Welcome to the Superpowers for Good show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe, and I am excited today. We have an amazing guest who's returning to the show after a long time, but we're, we're thrilled to have with us Nell Derek Debevoise. Uh, she's an extraordinary influencer, impactful human being, great person who's been working in the impact space for, for many years, and we're thrilled to have her with us today. Uh, Nell, uh, tell us what you're up to these days. Hi, Devin. It's so great to be here. Congratulations on this fabulously timely and important show. I love that you're still oh, at you. it and getting the good word out. It's a delight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So on so my side, what the, you're up to. Well, the biggest top of mind thing is this and this. <laughs> oh my gosh. You got you got the new books. Yeah. New Congratulations. Books. Really exciting. Thank yeah. you. That's we a lot want, of work. Yeah, it is a lot of work. Um you know, it really is the 15 years since, you know, we first spoke, the work of bringing, I've, I've been doing the work with leaders for, for all that time, right? Of and, and the work is about helping to understand their own superpowers, really. So we'll come to that. Um, but really, you know, what is it that you are best at? Where do you sit in the world? And what are you uniquely positioned to do? And what does the world need? And then, you know, finding the constellation of, of those factors and doing it, doing it with all of your might. Um, I love in the intro, you know, never quit is really important. Start now is really important. Start small is totally valid. Um, and so out of this work with MBA students and with CEOs and board members and pretty much everyone in between across uh disciplines and industries and geographies and backgrounds and ages um what emerged to me is that the purpose driven among us you know the the change makers out there are the hardest on ourselves we see the problems in our world so vividly and uh we they they hurt us right or, or some of them more than others whether that's around climate or social issues and human rights or racism or a very specific local issue in our communities or the way that our employees are treated whatever that thing is really sits in our hearts and is heavy and so we hold ourselves to really high expectations, which is amazing. That's what, you know, brings our superpowers to life and, and catalyzes us to action. But it also can be tiring. And especially in times like these, which are uncertain and difficult and tragic and scary. Um, my point with the book and with the work is really to actually help people take a breath take stock of everything they're doing. So I have a framework I can nerd out on if you want to do that together. Um, and just recognize all the ways that we do already have impact through our work, but also our lives really holistically. Um, and so that's what the spheres of impact do. And that's what this playbook is a kind of guided journal way for people to work through on their own or in a group at their workplace or in their community, um, take credit for what they're already doing that has impact, connect the dots between things that they do already that could have more impact just by connecting those dots um, and maybe start to do you know some other things to, to add to that impact marginally. But I really want to take the pressure off of change makers because I think we push ourselves too hard a lot of the time. Well, this is really uh, amazing stuff. And I'm really excited to read the book. Uh, I, you know, I've, I've been at this a while and, and, uh, you know, so much of what you say resonates. Uh, mm -hmm. 
I, I constantly find myself talking to inspiring people. And I, and I sometimes worry this is the fundamental problem of the show, right? That we're talking to people like you all the time that are doing so much amazing work that those of us who are listening, learning from you are intimidated, right? We feel like, oh man, I've got so much room to improve. How do you help people feel like they can step into themselves and, 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 you know, bring themselves to the Nell De Derek Debevoise level of play. I mean, you know, I think we're all there. You know, I think to me, it's really important. I worked the first 10 years of my life in the not-for-profit space. And then I went to business school. And then for these last 15 years or so, I've been working with leaders in this way, which I have a very broad definition of leaders. And that means college students, that means individual contributors at any level in any organization. That means first-time managers. That means CEOs and board members, investors on the outside. All of these people and all of these humans can, can be leaders if they choose to be. I think that's all that's required is self-identifying as I have influence over someone or something or both. Um, and so once you've owned that for yourself, which only you can do, no one can give you the title of leader. You have to, you have to decide that for yourself. Um, then it's about, you know, connecting to the kind of world you want to see. I love, I have two puppies. And so I love to think about, you know, who does my dog think I am? Because they sure look at me like I am the queen, you know? And so think about that, or maybe think about your grandchildren or your future grandchildren. How do you want them to see you? Um, or just more broadly, what does being a good ancestor look like to you? You know, what kind of world do you want to leave behind? Um, because that's not an elite framing or a thing that you earn after a certain wealth that you've generated or a certain title that you've attained in an organization or a certain number of followers on TikTok or YouTube or wherever else you may have followers. Um, it is a it is a natural thing that we as humans are biologically evolved to do. We want we we have evolved to contribute to something bigger than ourselves, right? And that used to be bringing back a bison for the community to eat uh, and be nourished and have skin to stay warm in the winter um, or raising the children around the fire and preparing meals. Um, but but it, it is not unique or unusual for us to want to contribute to something bigger. So I think that's the first piece of the demystification. And then the second is, you know, really this understanding that, again, coming from working in the not-for-profit space and very frontline conditions in refugee camps in Palestine and with youth activists in Kigali and Singapore and Sao Paulo and many cities in between, is that, yes, you know, that frontline work is important. And I know you talk to so many folks on those front lines. And as a modern society, we also need investment bankers and shoemakers or shoe designers and lawyers to make sure that all those deals are legal, right? So my point and, and the other framework in the book is the spectrum of impact, which is this notion that every organization in the economy can and should be part of change toward a better world. And so the opportunity to be part of that as a change maker is open to every single human, whether that's as a voter or a citizen or a buyer of products and you're choosing what to buy, or you know, as an employee or volunteer or investor or board member in any entity, regardless of its tax status. Yeah, it's um, it really is uh, 
a hard lesson for us to learn. So I, I'm excited that you're bringing some new lessons to the table for us to, so we can all learn a little bit more. Now, part of your work history, personality, persona, all this uh, it involves some uh, horses. Uh, tell us a little bit about how horses fit into this puzzle. Yeah, great question. You've got, I'm so you glad shared you some asked. pictures here. I, I'm, I'm yeah. showing the pictures uh, so you so can uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on here. Yeah, well, this one, just to contextualize everybody, in this one, I am in Italy with a client at a partner facility, this absolutely stunning resort in Umbria, Italy, which is the countryside just south of Tuscany, north of Rome. Um, and we're working with Pepita, the horse, and a client uh, on her leadership. Um, and so the, the bigger context around this is that I am a faculty member of Equus Inspired. Kelly Wendorf is my mentor. She's based in Santa Fe. Um, and so I do equine assisted learning with leaders and teams. And what that looks like, here is a fuller team with uh, Principessa, another beautiful horse in that herd in Italy. Um, and we are working through a, a coaching question, you know, I, so I coach leaders to grow to the next level or to work through a difficult relationship or to get over a self-limiting belief that they might have or to clarify the impact they want to have, right? There's, there's lots of uh, flavors that the purposeful leadership coaching takes. And for some people, we then go out and hang out with the herd of horses. I have a herd here in Greenwich, Connecticut, near New York City that I work with these folks in Italy and then in Santa Fe. Um, and what the equine assisted learning does is the, the, the primary headline that I share with people is that it makes this conversation that we're having about leadership, about relationships, about impact, nonverbal. So everyone that I work with and all of your listeners and participants and viewers are, are smart people, right? They're, they're here, they're aspirational, they're ambitious, they're doing their thing, they're wanting to do more. And so we can talk a talk, you know, we have ideas that we've read or seen or heard. But a lot of what actually changes us is not in our heads. We know that we should go to the gym or take a walk in the morning. We know that we should get eight hours of sleep. We, we know that we should be empathetic to our colleagues, on and on. But sometimes our feelings aren't quite lined up, right? We're scared of that physical activity that it might drain from our brain, or we're nervous that if we ask an empathetic question, it might feel nosy. And so because horses can't speak, sorry if that's a disappointment to anyone that watched Mr. Ed <laughs> growing up, um, because the horses can't speak, this interaction that we have here just around the horses or directly with the horses brings us down into that heart and, and soul and the feelings behind everything. And so what I've seen with clients over and over is these breakthroughs, maybe you know huge and life-changing about someone's identity, maybe smaller about a specific situation that they just weren't seeing right from that intellectual frame. And so um, that's you know very high level. That's one of the headlines about the equine assisted learning work that I love to start with because it just changes the game for people. It is so fun. Uh, I, I have not spent nearly enough time with horses in my life, but uh, I've loved every minute with them. Uh, so um, I think they're quite magical. Great. And and just a tidbit to add on that is um, 
they are the, the second most successful species over 4 billion years of evolution. So there's a reason why we have this mystique around them. They're very successful from an evolutionary point of view and they're herd animals, they live in community. So what we do you know, at a deeper level is really learn from that culture that they've developed, which is very inclusive, um, it's very collaborative and it's very energy conserving, interestingly, because they're prey animals. And so to stay safe, they need to conserve their energy. Oh, that's fascinating, fascinating stuff. Well, uh, we are uh, so fortunate today, folks. We, we're here with uh, Nell Der Derek Debevoir's voice. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> and um, she is an author and a leader in the impact community. And we're, we're so thrilled to have her. And uh, we're going to come back in a minute after a short break to talk to her about her superpowers. So stick around. You don't want to miss this conversation. Need money for your small business or startup? Learn how to raise capital on your own terms. Renowned attorney Jenny Casson will teach you how to fund your business without selling your soul. She'll share secrets learned over decades of fundraising. November 15th at 1 Eastern. Register today for free at thesupercrowd.com. Want to learn from the world's great changemakers? Find your superpower. Subscribe to the Superpowers for Good newsletter at superpowersforgood.com. Make your strengths into superpowers that will change the world. Join the super crowd today. Superpowers number four, good.com. Join us at Supercrowd Baltimore to connect with community-focused business leaders and investors working to support diverse founders, social entrepreneurs, and community builders. Learn how to raise money from the crowd and how to invest like a pro. November 30th at the B&O Rail Museum. Register today at thesupercrowd.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're here with Nell Derek Debevoise. Uh, she is an author and impact leader, and we are just thrilled to have her. Uh, Nell, uh, we are so grateful for you making the time today. You, you have done so many cool things over the years, and uh, you've just really been a high-impact human being revered uh, in the industry. And, and as you look back on all that you've accomplished, what do you see as your superpower? Hmm. I love this question and framing. Uh, you know, I consider my superpower to be connecting dots. Um, and so I tell my purpose statement is actually um, wrangling because of the horse thing that we talked about in the first segment, but wrangling people, ideas, and horses um, to make work fairer and healthier, which is the so what of it. Um, but the the thing for me that the superpower is this notion of connecting ideas and people, and, and there's three parts to that for me. So the first is collecting or gathering the ideas and the people. And so my superpower there is I, I definitely am kind of a broad, not deep person. I'm really curious. I love to read lots of different areas of work and study and different sources. I love my, my friend group and interaction with humans is quite diverse, I think, relatively speaking, of people from different industries and ages and geographies. I lived abroad for 10 years, and so I have that background. I speak several languages, at least a little bit. So um, really, a, a diversity of inputs is the first step to this dot connecting. The second is then to be able to call them up. Right. And so I don't know. It's just a little bit how my brain is wired or miswired or whatever it is that I, I can kind of grab a thing from 12 years ago or from two weeks ago that I read or heard on a podcast. 
Um, and then the third is seeing the connection and putting them together to some positive impact, whether that's two different humans who would never have met uh, were it not for our common links and my introduction, or you know, taking an idea and being like, gosh, it was so interesting how when I made that key lime pie, for example, uh, you know, it took a ton of key limes and I never thought they were gonna quite add up to enough juice for the recipe and I was gonna have to bag it. And I just kept squeezing and sure enough, it got up to half a cup. And, you know, then that'll occur to me in a conversation. I know you talk a lot with entrepreneurs about fundraising. And these angel checks are never gonna add up to what I need. But actually then, you know, it'll turn into a Forbes article maybe that I'll write about customer funded businesses and how you can add the angel money to some customer money. And all of a sudden you have your half cup of key lime juice or funding for your business. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I think it's that, it's that connecting of dots that I, I love to do and I am very good at and has great impact, which for me is, are, are the three elements of a superpower. Well, I, that is a, a wonderful, profound superpower. And, uh, I wonder if uh, you could think of a time when you overcame a challenge mm. that you faced, maybe a meaningful one, uh, using the superpower. Can you think of an example like that? Mm. Uh, many. Let me do that. <laughs> superpower, I just said, of racking through the mental archives to find one that will be illustrative. Um You know, really, I, I think one of the biggest was deciding to shut down my company after 10 years, um, which, as I'm sure many entrepreneurs in your audience can relate to, is our identity. You know, our, our company is life, is us in the world. And so for a whole number of reasons, after 10 years, which look, I'm really proud of, it's much longer than many businesses last. And we had a fabulous, huge amount of impact on the humans and the organizations that we worked with, connecting impact and business and fostering careers and all of that. But it was not working energetically for me in terms of how I wanted to be um, financially in, for myself or my employees and, and kind of having the security that we needed and, and the additional cash to invest in growing the business or from an impact perspective in terms of the reach. Again, we had fabulous impact on the humans we got to, but we weren't able to get beyond that kind of initial smallish model. And so, you know, this wasn't an overnight decision. It was it was 10 years of struggle and success and fallbacks and, and progress. Um, but then, you know, after COVID, of course, made us all look harder in the mirror and think about what we were doing. And it changed some of the business dynamics. And so then that January or December 2020, really, I was like, you know what, this isn't vibing and i have no change I, it, my superpower is my superpower my purpose is my purpose i am still who i am and i will continue doing that but it has to be in a different form and so i'm gonna close down the company which meant the the hardest layoffs had come a few years before um so there were there was a few there was an employee who was actually on her way out anyway so that was really fortuitous and um, there was a contractor who was going to wind down and one other who would actually stay on for one of the projects um, it meant saying, telling some investors that they were not ever going to get their money back. Um, not a total surprise because they had been getting quarterly updates since they wrote checks 
five-ish years earlier. Um, and it meant me shutting down my baby or my identity. And so it was really hard. It was very difficult. And the way that my superpower emerged was to build what was next. And to first of all, just to vision what was next, right? And so I was able to um, have this big repository of ideas and people that I have gathered over the years and to see connections between some of them, if foggily, right? I didn't leap immediately from one lily pad to the next, but I, I understood that there could and would be some connections there. Um, and I was able to just see that my impact was going to be much greater if I wasn't bogged down by things that are not my superpower, like managing teams and managing projects and, you know, the, the consistency and, um, the consistency that it takes to really build a company over time and, and to be patient and iterate slowly and marginally and, and find product market fit and grow from there. That's just not where I love to thrive. And so I shut down the company and two years later, it has revolved, revealed all these fabulous things in this portfolio that I'm, I'm so much more aligned with the superpower in. That's, that's fantastic. Now, you know, so many of the people who are listening want to figure out how to do a better job of this because this is, you know, the, the connecting the dots. It's so important to developing strategy, to finding the right pivot for an entrepreneur, for finding great fundraising connections uh, for nonprofits and for, uh, again, for social entrepreneurs. Everybody needs this skill. Can you give us any tips quickly on how we can develop this skill ourselves? Yeah, honestly, the number one thing I recommend that I know has been so important for me is a mindfulness practice. And that might be meditation. For me, it is. I did transcendental meditation training a while ago, and I use some version of that. I also use guided meditations from teachers I, I respect. It might be running. It might be cooking. It might be, you know, just rubbing the dog's belly for 20 minutes or five minutes a few times a day. Um, but some kind of mindfulness to come to presence. Because if you're not present, you can't even see the dots clearly, and you certainly can't draw connections between them. So in our busy, crazy world where it feels like, oh my gosh, I, of course I'm seeing stuff. I'm seeing stuff all day. We're not actually seeing if we don't get that neurological quiet that we really need to be able to see clearly and, and then connect dots and see opportunities or see these linkages. Well, uh, that that's really, I think, an important takeaway for us. So I really appreciate you sharing those insights. As we wrap up here, I wonder if you would take a minute here and tell people how they can get the book, where they can find it, uh, and maybe a little bit about your uh, your new practice at 3D Performance, so people know, you know, what you do and how you do it quickly and. Yeah. and how people can you know follow you on social media and connect with you otherwise awesome um so linkedin is definitely my hub i am active there and and very eager to connect be some of the people i am gathering to wrangle and connect the dots between um and my name is quite unique as we discussed so just make sure you capture uh my the correct spelling of my name and you'll find me on linkedin send please send me a note if you do reach out to connect i love to know where we met and that you saw me with devin and, and the superpowers for good um so that's the hub my uh the the home of my 
my work is 3dperformancegroup.com. Again, linked very easily from my LinkedIn page. Um, and there is a page all about the book that has links to order that, as well as the playbook to go along with it. Um, talks about the equine assisted learning and has ways to connect with me there. I will offer people a special invite. Um, I'm doing two events in November, so in about a month's time, depending on when you're watching this. Um, one will showcase the one on one coaching and the equine assisted learning. It'll be a live conversation with actually some laser coaching real time with my mentor, Kelly Wendorf from Equus Inspired. And so if you connect with me on LinkedIn and ask for an invite to that, I would be glad to include your listeners, your, your audience in that. Um, and the second will be about my group work, the work that I do with teams and companies um, and some of the energy tools that we use to, to improve collaboration and performance. And that'll that's November 16th. Um, so again, just mention either of those that you would like an invite only access to, and I'm glad to extend that to your audience. Fantastic. Thank you so, so much. Now, we really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. We appreciate all of your insights and we wish you all the success in the world as you continue to work with people to help them do more good in the world. Here's to it. Thank you so much, Devin. Appreciate the stage. All righty. Let's Take do some care. Work.